We're running a little bit late this morning. It's Kim's fault. What? I don't know why you always disagree with me, even when I'm lying. Okay. So, in church, Matthew chapter 14. And we are starting at verse 13, 14 and 13. But before we get started on our, our text this morning, I want to say these words. Very quickly, I want to run over these words from last week, and I'm going to go very quick, I really am, but because I know with the, the burden that I had with that message and with the, the clarity that I could just, it was just something. I want to tell you, um, Jesus has literally, as in this part of the story, he has just lost his forerunner, his cousin, his friend, okay? And he's been rejected. He went back home and they rejected him. Who the heck do you think you are? Literally is what, that's not the King James Version, but that's essentially, we know your sisters, we know your brothers, whatever. But when it was over, this is, he then begins to walk and talk and live what his father has told him to. And I'm gonna ask you to do the same thing, but these are the words I want you to remember. Number one is that God is sovereign. Is God sovereign? Yes. He is large and in charge. That's the word we used to use years ago, okay? He is God. Number two, this is on you. That's him. Now let's talk about you. Are you willing to do what he calls you to do? If you're not willing, he can be sovereign all day long, okay? But mostly, he lets us do, we have to follow our will, okay? And and I say we have to. We sometimes get out of his will, but we you are, you are a free moral agent was the word that was used when I was going to school. We are free to, to make the choices that he's called us to do. And I don't know, as you talk, if you look at the story of Jonah, I don't know how free he was in the, well, but that's another story. Okay. So are you, he's sovereign. Are you willing? And here's four directions for us. Number one, stay close to him. Nearness. That north on the compass stands for nearness. Stay close to him. Hear his voice. Come when he calls. Listen, stay near to him. One of the words that they used or one of the sayings that they used in the old covenant was that they want to stay cl so close to the rabbi that the dust from his sandals would get on their garments. So the second thing is the word of God, South S scripture, guys, scripture. Stay in the word. If you're not listening, praying, studying on your own, reading, you know, I read the Bible, I read books about the Bible, I listen to other people, what they say about the Bible. I mean, and here's the deal, because that word gives me faith, gives me hope, gives me clarity, doesn't it? Okay. So then the East, the E is events and clarifying situations. I want to tell you something. This morning has been a morning and we've already laughed about it together here. Um, I spilled something on me as I was going out the door. I was already 15 minutes late. I was trying to, it was just, you know, and I literally 
what it did for me this morning because I was pretty tense and over some other situations of speaking engagement I've got tomorrow and trying to get everything together. But guys, literally, I started laughing. I just started laughing because you know I look at I think I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that and I'm like you know what you don't tell you what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna follow him does that make sense I'm gonna follow him and the the events of this morning <laughs> anyway and th sometimes it clarifies you know what we're supposed to do so Matthew 14 and 13 when Jesus heard these things. In other words, he's been rejected and his cousin has been killed, which is his friend, his forerunner. He departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. That was his plan, gonna get by himself. And I'm gonna tell you something. How many of you know we have plans? And guess what? How many of you know that God has a plan? Sometimes they're the same, but sometimes something else happens. He went by himself, departed there by boat to a deserted place by himself. And, but when the multitude heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. How bad do you want to be in the presence of Jesus? That's my question. There's people in Africa. Pastor Jeremiah is going to be here next month sometime again. But there's people in Africa, they walk for an hour to even be with other believers. They walk for two hours on foot to get there. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Okay. First word for this morning's sermon. It's going to be a shorter one. I got started late, so that means nothing. Um, <laughs> me saying that and me starting late. But my plan is to be a little bit shorter. But guys, watch this. The first word I have for you is compassion. Now, I want to ask you a question. When you see somebody doing something ignorant, do you have compassion? Ignorant means not knowing of the subject, by the way. That doesn't, it's not a cut. I'm ignorant of many subjects, okay? Um, but do you have compassion on them? And you see as, a, as where that choice is taking them? Or do you think, well, you know, if they hadn't done that, we have this, this whole victim blame thing that we do. We have this whole thing that, that removes any guilt or anything. It's, it's a self-protective -protect, thing. But I want to tell you something. Jesus was going through it. He was the God in the flesh, and his flesh was going through it. But as he saw them, the Holy Spirit in him began to raise up this first word, compassion. Where's your compassion level? And I want to tell you, I am not, this is not, I'm not taking an offering. I'm not, this is not about finances. There goes my battery. But I'm going to keep talking. And uh, it doesn't, if it sounds different, oh man, my hair looks good though. <laughs> I'm definitely having, man, I should have poured the coffee on my head. Okay, thank you. Oh, something made a noise for me. Okay. All right, but here's the deal. I'll speak up. But the compassion that he had led him 
to instead of saying, you guys don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what I've been through. That, get away from me. I've, I've got, instead of that, what happened was the compassion drove him to them. And I want to tell you something. The Church of Jesus Christ has built walls around it. The Church of America has built walls around it. We don't want nobody in here unless they got it all together. Thank you. We don't want nobody in here unless they got it all together. But now that's in other churches. That ain't us. Okay, but anyway. The, the bottom, because if we, if, we, if we didn't let anybody didn't have it together in here, I wouldn't be here. I don't know who would be talking. But anyway. So, but what's this? The bottom line is, God has called us to be a church of compassion. Those three words for the Crane Christian Church, and we've been doing it for 123 years, and by the way, I was not the first pastor here, but, um, or the second, or, oh, shut up. I mean, I'm sorry. He held up two fingers like I was supposed to be the second. Anyway, yeah, the other one was 120 years, but, oh, okay. But the point being, I've been here 20 now, but the point being is this, we have three words, and I want you to hear these words this morning. I prayed them over you guys this morning, that number one, that we would be a place where people walk in those doors or they're online that gives them hope that things can be different. The first word is hope, and I'm going to tell you something. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. Isn't it? Yes. It's not my religious mumbo-jumbo. It's not my creed. It's not my this. It's not my that. It is a person. His name is Jesus. He didn't say, come unto my teachings. And he said, come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. It's light. And I want to tell you something. He, prayed, he paid the price for that. The second word, it, the first one is hope. The second one is help. That we would both receive help that we would help each other, that we would be people of helps, okay? And the third word is home. That this would be a place for that people can come home. That it's home. That Jesus, I want to tell you something. We have a heavenly home. How many of y'all know it? Yeah. I got, a, I got a, a mansion over the hilltop or a cabin on the edge of glory, one or the other. It's both of those are songs, but... I probably have a, a pup tent somewhere on the premises, but here's the, and it's fine. I don't care. As long as Jesus is there, I'm good. Okay. But watch this. Do you have compassion? So the first thing is something that I believe that God wants to stir up in us through him. But the second thing is through that compassion, First off, he didn't leave, which is flesh. But what he did do was then begin to heal the sick. And some of you guys are going, oh no, we're gonna have healing mind. Well, no, not this morning, not yet. But watch this guys, this, I mean this, what I'm gonna say. This world that has been separated from his presence is broken. This world is broken. Our nation is broken. Though nobody can even talk to anybody. Everybody's fussing and fighting. They can't agree about anything. It's broken. And the answer is, oh, well, those people are wrong. This, this, no, let's quit pointing fingers anywhere else except pointing our fingers 
toward heaven with our hands and say, God help a broken nation. God help a broken people. God help me in my brokenness. And I want to tell you something. He's a healer. And part of being healed, and I was talking to somebody about it this week, part of being healed is the body of Christ. Because I want to tell you, you are a sheep. If you're not a wolf, you're a sheep. And guess what? Sheep don't last long by themselves. Something eats them, don't they? Okay. But a shepherd, we have a good shepherd. Talk about the shepherd. There's other shepherds, but we have a good shepherd and he loves his sheep. And I want to tell you something. We, you need to be with other sheep and that's part of this healing process that we have, not, we have compassion and look to him for our healing from him and helping heal each other, loving, accepting, respecting other people. And uh, guess what? You don't have to believe like I believe. I'm serious. I'll love you anyway. You don't have to be perfect like me, okay? Um, that was a joke. Okay, thank you for that one giggle. Um, but maybe that's a throat clear, but anyway, <laughs> but what's this? Okay. But then something interesting happens. And this story, this part of this story, guys, shakes me. It shakes me. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is late. Send the multitudes away that they may go to the villages and buy themselves food. That's what the disciples are. That's flesh thinking. That's flesh thinking. Okay? And it's logical. Right? It's logical. Tell them, let's, let's cut this meeting short. Let's, cause some of y'all are hungry already, but that's okay. So, but anyway, it's, it's, but watch this. That's the flesh. And a lot of times we walk, live, talk, we, Operate in the flesh. This is what we need. We need to do this. We need to do it. It's more, more of this, more of that. But watch what the Holy Spirit of God through his son Jesus speaks. This is an example. He says, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Is that what it says? Is that what it says? I'm going to tell you something. The last thing to get saved on me was my wallet, okay? But I want to tell you something. God's taught me over and over. I will never forget. I was trying to go to college. I was trying to, I was working, I was, I was doing all this, ministering, all this at the same time. And literally, it was so easy for me to just pull away and pull away and pull away. But I want to tell you something. As I invested in people, God multiplied my time. He multiplied my intellect. So, well, maybe he helped me cheat. I don't know. But anyway, I passed. And, and I'll never forget struggling. It's like, God, I, you know. But, and then somebody would call. And they need something. They need something. And here's the deal. As I ministered, he multiplied. Ministry makes things multiply. Did you know that? You put seed and you lay a seed out there. It's, or you eat the seed and you never going to have any fruit. Okay. You lay it out there on dry ground and it just lays there, it'll sprout up a little bit and then it dies, right? But when you plant that seed, what happens? 
It grows up, it makes more like itself. And here's the deal. It never looks like you thought it would, by the way. The, the plants, you think it's gonna be a rose, it might not be, okay. But anyway, it, he says, you feed them. And they said to him, we have five loaves and two fishes. I love this part. We ain't got enough, Jesus. Guess what? You ain't got enough, Jesus. You ain't got enough. You're not enough. You say, well, I can't do that. You're right. And one of the authors that I really like is Bruce Wilkinson. And Wilkinson, I love it when he, he in one of his books, he's got this one little paragraph that I don't know why it just speaks to me so much that he says, you know what? Anything that you're doing and you're able to do by yourself and your own strength, It's not what God's doing. You're limiting him. You need the super nature of God. These guys, listen, and I love practicality. And I mean that. I want to be very clear with that. I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't like to borrow money. I don't like to do that. I don't like, I like, I like, you know, if we got enough money for bologna, let's eat bologna. We had a bologna talk earlier about the Y'all don't want to have bologna at the Valentine's Blanket. I can't believe that. That's just uh, tube steak is all that is. Uh, you know, if you've never been, had barbecue bologna, I'm going to tell you. But anyway, so he says, we have three, five loaves and two fish. Well, three or nothing, okay? Five loaves and two fish. We got 5,000 men plus women and children. So it's either 5,001 or up to 15 to 20,000 people. Is that a lot of folks? That's everybody in Crane times 20. Okay, everybody in the city limits times 20. It would be 10, 15,000, up to 30, yeah. So who knows? Who knows how many people are there, okay? So, because you know kids can eat, especially teenagers. But what's this? He says these words. He says, he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. The guys toward the front, when I saw this, the guys toward the front, they probably said, they got one basket and he's commanding us to sit down. I'm going, I'm leaving. Guess what? The people that left didn't get what he had for them, did they? Right. We're always on, I ain't making any sense. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like that. I'm not comfortable. I'm trying to remember the last time I was comfortable. But anyway, with what God's doing. But he took up five loaves and two fish and looking to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the multitudes. Now, so I've heard people preach on this for a long time. I've studied it myself. I have a new thing that I think and it may not be true. I wasn't there, okay? But this is what I know. A lot of times the people toward the front kind of know what's going on. But people in the back, if you've got, let's say 15,000 people, they don't know what's going on. But he had them all sit down because this was a miracle for everybody. <laughs> Salvation is a miracle for everybody. Sit down, shut up and watch what he does. 
And he literally, guys, had them set up. This wasn't just people, wasn't just the elect, it wasn't just the disciples. Listen, he held them up and blessed them in front of 15,000 people. They said, that's a little bit of, that ain't a whole lot. But guess what happened? It was enough. Because the God who is enough made it enough. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, the God who is enough. Listen, and he is enough for you. And as we give him what we have, it multiplies. It becomes something else. It takes a life of its own. And I want to tell you something. I, I think it was good food. I don't know. I don't know if they had to wear beard nets or, you know, they passed it out. I don't know what, you know, that's where my head goes. But watch this. Now, those who had eaten were 5,000 men besides women and children. So the first thing was compassion. And from that comes a supernatural healing. The second thing was to plant what they have, to give what they had to, and, and to get it blessed. And guys, and the last thing that, he, that happened there while he's with them is he teaches. And I want to tell you something. I've learned a lot by listening to teachers. I mean that. I mean, I've, in the last two days, I've written three emails that covered 22 years of, of training and stuff. I was, I'm trying to get some certificates and trying to get some stuff. And I, I thought, my word, that's a lot of time. <laughs> that's a lot of, it's a lot of, and, and I had to sit in three different bills to get it all. And as I look back at that, I think, you know, that was a lot of work. Not, I'm not talking about gathering it up. I'm talking about the last 20, 22 years, 25 years of stuff. Actually, it goes back 30. And as I looked at all that, I thought, man, that's a lot of listening. That's a lot of notes. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. But guess what he's done with that? The worst student in my class would be me when I was in high school. And I don't mean that to be funny. The worst. What he's done is he's blessed me over and over as I applied myself, he multiplied that biscuit and those two little sardines that I had to work with and he had multiplied that and he's given me such favor and given me such, and, and I just appreciate it so much. And here's the deal, he is no respecter person. I'm done, which means nothing, but literally he will do the same thing for you. Number one, have compassion. Number two, invest what is given to you. Give it to him. Let him bless it and let it become what he's called it to be. And the third thing is, guys, learn from what he's doing and then use that to love and teach others. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for these folks. And God, we got a late start. But Lord, I really appreciate your word and how your spirit speaks it, God, in a way that the least of us can understand, God. And Lord, help us to invest in your kingdom with each other. This is not a sermon about money, Lord. This is a sermon about our heart as we invest in each other, as we love one another, as we, Lord, give you what we have 
you multiply and make it enough, Lord, whether it's intellect or finances or our time, or God, you are the multiplier. You're not the adder. You're the multiplier, oh God. We love you, Lord, and we give our lives to you. And if you're watching this morning, or if you're here, and you say, you know, I don't know Jesus. It's a great story, but I don't know him. I want to tell you, behold, he's standing at the door knocking. Open the door this morning. Open the door and say, Lord, come in my heart. Make me new, oh Lord. I need a savior. I need redemption. I need help. And Lord, you are my hope. And Father, I want to have my home with you, both now and forever. And God, we thank you for these people who so faithfully come who so faithfully watch. And Lord, I just pray that you would bless this video, God, and the people that need it would get it. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Have a great week.